I believe every person has a story to tell, whether it's fiction, nonfiction, a how-to, or a memoir. If you've ever dreamed of being a published author, then today's episode is for you. Here we go. There's no shame in seeking more out of life. It's completely acceptable to want to feel fully alive. If you feel a calling, if you've reached midlife or beyond and ache for something to light you up or to set you free, then this is the place for you. There's a seed inside you that wants to grow? Well, I invite you to join me in some insightful conversations about what it means to have reached midlife or beyond and find that you want a deeper connection with self and spirit, that you have dreams that you never dared act upon before now, that no matter your age, you're willing to finally meet your heart's longing and start an adventure to your true self. I'm Patty Diener, an author, an entrepreneur, and a seeker of the best life possible in our beautiful second act. So let's get started. Hello there, friends. Welcome to Beautiful Second Act. I'm Patty Diener, your host, and I'm really glad that you're here today. Um, if my voice is a little scratchy, I've been feeling a little under the weather, so hopefully... Um, you know, I don't have too rough of a voice. <laughs> I will tell you that anytime I get one of these scratchy throat things going on, I always aspire to sound like maybe like Lauren Bacall. And I think, you know, it's a sexy thing, you know, to have that scratchy deep voice. But then I realize that I don't really sound like Lauren Bacall. I always end up coming out sounding like Marge Simpson. <laughs> so I do hope that you will... Um, or even worse, like her sisters, Patty and Selma. Remember the, the cartoon characters that were chain smoking? It's like, hello there, Marge. <laughs> so if you can uh, bear with my voice today, I hope that you'll continue on with me. And uh, we'll get into today's episode about how I published my first novel, um, one of my lifelong dreams. And since I've published my first novel, I've just been moving forward with my writing um, career and making it a big focus for my life. So um, I'll just share with you a little bit about that in a second. But first, I want to remind you guys to go ahead and join Beautiful Second Act Facebook group. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram so that you can always be up to date with whatever's going on with Beautiful Second Act. The Facebook group is a really great place for you to join a community of like-minded people that are in midlife and beyond, trying to live our best life in the second half of life. Also, every Friday night, we have Friday Night Wine Live in the group, and we also have Sunday Morning Coffee Live where we dive deep and have good conversations about the serious stuff that really um, impacts us as we're getting older in life and the things that uh, matter most. So go ahead and join us on Facebook's Beautiful Second Act Facebook group, and don't forget to join me on Instagram. The um, next thing I wanted to tell you is if you're planning a wedding, a family event, a milestone anniversary, or a company gathering this year, consider Diener Ranch Event Center. I'll leave the link to that below, and you're going to want to check out the Facebook page also, Diener Ranch Facebook page, and go to the website at dienerranch.com. That's https colon forward slash dienerranch.com. So um, all that information is going to be in the show notes. Go ahead and check that stuff out. And if you're interested in holding a wonderful life event in a gorgeous country setting in Lake County, California. All right, let's get into today's episode. So how I wrote my first novel, I got to tell you guys, I had been writing my whole life and most writers will say that. That's something that if you're, true, if you're a true writer, you're going to always come up with that little saying, I've been writing my whole life. 
But just because you write all the time doesn't mean that you're really focused on making it a career. And some people want to write just for the joy of writing. Other people really want to be published. It's something that they strive for, that they they feel like they're not really fully going to be accomplished until they get that done. So becoming a published author was something like, it was a dream come true for me because since I was in the fifth grade, I always imagined that I would write my novels and that someone would be sitting and reading them as I loved and I enjoyed reading other people's work when I was growing up. So um, I got to tell you though, with with life happening and all of the different circumstances that come with adulting, um, my aspirations to becoming a published author kind of got sidetracked, derailed, if you will, through raising children, um, you know, a household, changing careers. And finally, it wasn't until um, I was in my 40s that I really and truly set my sights on this, this goal and said, this is going to be mine. I'm going to make it a priority. It's going to happen. And sure enough, it did. But it didn't happen without some blood, sweat, and tears and a lot of um, getting to know people that knew the craft, getting to know people that already knew the business. Most writers are introverts to a certain degree. Um, I wasn't really. (laughs) I mean, I was voted class clown in high school. Um, I've never been shy to speak to people, but it still can be very, um, you know, scary. And you're very vulnerable when you share your work with other people, because anytime you create something, you share it with the world, there is that possibility of rejection or the fear of failure or even worse, the fear of imposter syndrome. So um, you kind of have to get over that while you're writing, especially if you want to become a published author. You have to find a way to share your work with writing groups and get critiqued because even though it hurts sometimes to have someone critique your work, um, people can do it kindly and some people can do it kind of gruff. I will tell you that the majority of the people that I have found in the writing community are so wonderful because they too at one time, if not always, are at the mercy of you know other people's opinions on their work. And what you're writing is not necessarily going to be for everyone. Um, so just keep in mind that we do the best we can. And eventually your audience, you will find your audience. Um, so let's start from the beginning. The first thing I'm going to recommend to you if you truly want to be a published author is you need to write every day. It doesn't have to be a lot, but you need to start to perfect your craft. That means that any opportunity you have to either journal or um, do creative writing on a writing prompt or um, just, you know, writing short stories, even if it's just for yourself, getting into the habit of writing on a regular basis and making your space very welcoming, very warm, comfortable, cozy, whatever it is that you need to be able to write, make sure your writing environment is there for you before you sit down to do it. Um, Some people can write in crowded spaces. A lot of times people will go with their laptops and sit in a crowded uh, space like a coffee shop. But for me, I can't do that. Um, I need to write where it's me, myself, and I. I like to have my music. I like to have all of my things like my my pens, my paper, um, my laptop. I like to have, um, you know, everything that I'm going to need, including snacks or something to drink. I like to have everything at the ready so I don't have to be interrupted while I'm writing. The next thing I'm going to share with you guys is you're going to have to get over the fact that you don't want to show your work to anybody. If you really want to be a published author, someday everybody's going to be out there trying to read your book, right? Well, if they are, and that's what we hope for, (laughs) you're going to have to at least get started with a small group. So um, 
you have to join writing groups. Uh, look for them in your, your public library. A lot of times will have writing groups posted. Go online. Uh, join writing groups that are in your genre. For instance, I am a romance novelist, so um, I join Romance Writers of America and things of that nature. Um, if you're a mystery writer, you're going to look up mystery writers online in your area. It's really such an it's it's such a wonderful uh, community of people writing groups. So you're really going to have to just be open to the idea. Most people will give you constructive criticism that is kind and will help you to move in the direction you need to go to better your craft, to improve your craft. But um, you have to start small by just at least joining a group. Um, nowadays, most everything is online. You can find these groups. So just Google from wherever your area is and join a writing group today. The next thing I'm going to recommend is once you get a little bit of writing under your belt and uh, you are feeling a little bit more confident, join a conference. Uh, go to a conference. You can go, nowadays everything's online too, but um, I specifically recommend you go to a conference that's within your genre, but also going to international conferences helps you to just kind of get a feel for what the writing community is all about. You can take breakout um, sessions, breakout classes that will help you to learn the business of writing. Um, there's so many different things that go on at conferences that are, it's, it's literally like electrifying. You will feel the energy of, especially if you go to a live conference. And nowadays I know with COVID and everything, it can be kind of tricky. But even when you, when you watch some of these um, classes online, it will make you feel invigorated. If you're truly a writer like me and you just want to devour all the information you possibly can, you're really going to get a lot out of going to conference. So look up writing conferences in your area. Look up writing conferences as your genre. Look up sort of international conferences and see what it is that you think kind of speaks to you. The next thing is you're going to want to subscribe to writer's magazines. Writer's magazines have helped me immensely because they bring to your home, either on your laptop or in your U.S. mail, um, all kinds of things that are going to help you. Tools and tricks of the trade. Um, it will give you um, inspirational stories. It will talk to you about agents and the life of agents and what the relationship between the writer and the agent is. Also about publishing houses and, and the different ways that you can contact an agent or get an editor. All these things are in magazines such as Writer's Digest, The Writer Magazine, Publishers Weekly. You guys really should check these out. And another thing is in these magazines, they will often list contests that you can enter. Entering writing contests, and this is another recommendation I have for you, is once you start getting better with your craft, consider entering a piece of your work into a contest. I've entered many contests. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't won any contests, but I have received beautiful, wonderful feedback that has helped me significantly. So think about that and make sure that you subscribe to a writer's magazine today. Another way that you can get information about writing and the craft of writing is listening to podcasts. There's unlimited amount of podcasts out there right now, you guys, for business and for pleasure. But writing podcasts are very helpful, too, because writing podcasts is kind of like a sounding board. People are interviewed and they talk about the craft. They talk about the life, what a writer's life is all like. And um, it just kind of makes you feel at home listening to some of these conversations. So I would highly recommend go on to anywhere you get your podcasts from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Play. Check, at, check out any of those platforms. And in the search area, type in Writer's Podcasts. All right. So 
steps to publish. Um, you guys, I'm going to tell you, first of all, in, if you're, if you're planning to publish your work, if you're truly serious about wanting to publish your work, it's, it's not an easy process. I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up your ass and tell you how easy it was for me and how beautiful the whole, um, how beautiful the whole experience was for me, because it wasn't always that way. There was a lot of tears, there was a lot of frustration, and there was a huge learning curve. But the fact is, is if I, if I can help any of you out there that really want to fulfill this lifelong dream of becoming a published author, if I can help any of you to get on the right path and the right footing to start out with, then that's what my goal is here today, is to help you to do that. There are so many people I could name that have truly helped me in my journey. And um, without reaching out, without looking up the information and, and learning these steps, uh, my book would still not be published. So I'm very grateful to, um, for one thing I'm going to tell you, one of the free tools I used endlessly was YouTube. You have no idea how many wonderful people come on YouTube and give you free tutorials about all kinds of things that you can do to help you get published. So I'm going to recommend that. But I will tell you personally some of the steps that I had to take. So um, get your manuscript edited. Obviously, first you have to have a manuscript. When you write your manuscript, you're going to write it, then you're going to rewrite it, then you're going to rewrite it again. Um, don't think your first draft is going to be worthy of being published, you guys, even your second or third. The thing is, is what I did is I had edited my book and re-edited my book at least three times. Then I found a professional editor. Um, that was a story in itself that it was literally magical because when I went to conferences, when I found, I told myself I was going to find an agent and I was going to find an editor. I found both, but the agent that asked for a full manuscript, which never happens, by the way, it was such a blessing, but it also gave me a lot of learning to do because when I submitted my full manuscript to the agent, she um, basically let me know that it probably wasn't something that um, she normally, even though it was her genre, the right, my writing style and what I was trying to do with my book, because it was after the fire, it was about the Valley Fire that happened in 2015. I was using the storyline of what happened and bringing it into a romance novel. So basically all I can say is my characters were to the Valley Fire what Jack and Rose were to the Titanic. So you have this central love story that is created based around the time of a, an event and a true life event. So um, it just wasn't really her thing, but the thing is she gave me some great feedback. The editor that I found, um, she stayed with me. She and I worked together. She did edit my manuscript and she made me a much better writer in the end. There's a lot of things that people say, like you have to kill your darlings. Um, that's a true statement, you guys. Just because you think everything is wonderful and you've, you've cut it back as far as you think you can cut it back, there's always more that you can cut back on your manuscript, even if you, it's painful to you and you really think that a particular scene is very important to the book. Getting other eyes on it will help you to see that not always are your scenes propelling your story forward in a matter that's important, and um, especially if it drags on. So, so getting your manuscript in front of a professional editor in your genre is very important. For example, you're not going to want to um, find an editor that normally edits horror books um, if you're a romance novelist. You're going to really want to make sure that you're choosing the right editor for you. So get some eyes on it. Uh, pay for what you can. Um, I did the whole package. Um, I had everything uh, edited. I had the grammar done. I had my plotting looked at. Everything really was ready to go, even before I considered to try and get an agent. I did query about 
oh, almost 30 agents. And I gave myself a timeline, though, you guys. So here's what it was. I knew I was going to get this book out no matter what. I knew that this book was important to my community. I knew that my book was something that I was going to get out, and I was going to self-publish if I didn't find an agent. But I also know that finding an agent is very time-consuming. So what I did is I gave myself about six months of hitting the pavement hard, and that means after the book was done, after the book was completely ready to go, after I'd had, you know, everybody, I had eyes on it first you know, from a friend reading it. I also had it professionally edited and I'd edited and re-edited and redone the manuscript many times before I knew it was polished and ready to, to submit to agents. Once my timeline came up and I did have a couple of um, agents interested in the book, but uh, just as it ended up at the very end of the day, it wasn't for them. I decided, all right, that's it. I'm going to self-publish. Once you make that move to self-publishing, you have to stick to your guns and follow through. And it is a long road and it is very hard. But I tell you what, it is so worth it if you can stay the course. So here's what I did to self-publish. Um, you can get readers, um, by the way, you guys can get beta readers. If you don't know what that is, a beta reader is someone that reads your manuscript before it goes to publication. So you can get everything ready to go. You can send it to, now I did mine on, I did mine on Kindle Publishing, which is Amazon's publishing house. Um, before you actually hit to, you actually get the book ready to, um, for sale. You can get beta readers. So you can print what's called an author copy. You can send them out to beta readers and they can give you recommendations. They can give you feedback and um, they can also review them too. So consider uh, looking for beta readers. I did not because I told myself that I was just ready to do this and looking hindsight, looking back, maybe I could have. I don't know if it would have made any difference, but some people say that it does. So consider getting beta readers on your book before you hit that button to go live for your book to be ready for people to purchase it. So again, if you go the route to self-publish, you're going to need to format your book. You're going to need to get a design of a, you're going to need to design a book cover. These things are very time consuming. Also, a book cover, and I'm a retired librarian, you guys, I will tell you this to be very, very true. Book covers sell books. If a book cover is not intriguing, no one's going to even pick the book up off the shelf. Because by the way, nobody knows who the hell you are. You're a new author. And until you've got several books under your belt and until you sell, until you're on that New York Times bestseller list or you just have a huge following, you're not going to be anybody on the shelf. So you've got to make sure that your book cover is intriguing enough for people to pick it up. Once they pick it up, then they'll start reading your summary. Once they do that, then they might open it up and they might purchase your book. But you need to make sure that somebody picks the damn book up first. So don't think you're going to design your book cover yourself. Pay for someone to do it. It will be well worth it. Also, formatting your book is the way that the book looks inside on the pages. The formatting is the way that the book looks inside on the book. You don't want to have all the writings shoved to the far left or shoved all the way into the spine. You need to make sure that your columns are straight, that it prints properly on the page. Formatting is essential. Do not try and do it yourself. If you think you're really techie and you want to give it a try, go right ahead. But I will tell you, I almost pulled all my hair out and there was a lot of tears in doing so. So I decided it was worth the money to pay a company who I used, Demonza. It's D-A-M-O-N-Z-A. They um, are out of Australia. They had a package where they both the book cover design and formatted the book itself. Now, the formatting is going to be different if you do an ebook versus if you do a paperback. So I had to do the formatting for both. The package deal was perfect, and I did, I did both of those. 
Um, you can do one or the other if that's all you're going to do. If you're just going to do a straight ebook, you can just pay for that. But um, again, it's definitely worth your while. The last thing I'm going to tell you guys is you're definitely going to need to register with the U.S. Copyright Office, and you want to do that at least six months before you're going to publication. I would recommend probably about eight months because you want to have your manuscript completely edited. You want to have it ready to go. You want to be able to send in because um, you have to send a copy of it into the Copyright Office. But it's not just U.S. Copyright Office. You're going to have to look it up. There's so many different copyright offices in the United States. What you want to do is you want to go to eco.copyright.gov and that will be the proper office to be able to register your manuscript with. So those are things that you're going to definitely want to do. You have to do these things in a timely fashion before you're ready for publication. Um, and once you once you hit publish, your book is live and people can start buying it on Amazon. But you have to make sure that you have all those things done well in advance so that if you're announcing or if you're doing any marketing on social media and you give a date of when your book is going to be available, you want to make damn sure that it's going to be available on the date that you choose. Because these other things you have to do ahead of time. I forgot to talk to you guys about an ISBN number. So I screwed that one up. When you get your book design, they're going to ask you if you have ISBN numbers to put on the book cover. Because when they send you the email that formats your book and it also gives you the cover front and back of your book. On the back of your book, it's going to have the ISBN number and which is your identification number for your book and a barcode. You can purchase those for, through Bowker, B-O-W-K-E-R. Um, and you're going to need a different ISBN number for every format of book that you have. In other words, if you have a paperback, you need one ISBN number. If you do a hardback or an ebook, those are different ISBN numbers. If you want to do an audiobook, it's another ISBN number. So I purchased 10 ISBN numbers and five different barcodes just to make sure that I had enough. Um, because if you plan to continue to self-publish, you're going to want to have those available for you and you can use them at any time. But those have to be purchased ahead of time before you're complete with your book cover design. Because when the person that's designing your cover is done, they're going to want you to send over a copy of that ISBN number and the barcode. And you need to have those ready in order to do that. So again, look for Bowker, B-O-W-K-E-R, online for those things. All right, you guys. So um, I hope that they gave you plenty of information. The thing is, is I'm telling you all this stuff to tell you this now. Follow your life stream. Follow your life stream and do the things that you want to be doing with your life. I've always dreamt of being a published author, and now I am. But the thing is, is now it's not enough. <laughs> We're always growing. Our dreams are always changing, and now I want more. I want to make sure that this next go-around, that I am a published author with a big publishing house. I, didn't want, I don't want to any longer self-publish because it's so much work to do on my own. I'd much rather have a team behind me that helps me to make all these decisions, that helps me to get my book out, and helps me to market it, even though I'm 100% even in on helping with the marketing and making sure the word gets out. I also just really like the idea of having a team behind me that's there in my corner whenever I need them. So I am um, currently seeking representation for my second novel, which is The Clock Tower of Maple Creek. It's the first proposed book in a trilogy, and I cannot wait for you guys to start hearing it, start reading it. My, my goal is within the next couple months to have an agent and have them currently um, looking to sell my book to a publishing house. So keep your fingers crossed for me. In the meantime, I wish for you guys, whatever it is that you really want to be doing with your life, whatever it is that you say to yourself, 
you know, I'm not quite sure if the life that I'm living right now is what I really want to be doing. This is something that I've always dreamt of doing, but I'm afraid to make that step. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I mean, you're going to be a little bit afraid because it's uncomfortable if it's new, but realize that that's the good energy. That's the, that, that, the, the, the tingly energy that you get from, yeah, you might be a little bit afraid to do it, but you know deep down in your heart that it's what's meant for you and it's what you really want to be doing. Go for it. Do it. You know, you, your dream has to be bigger than your fears. You're going to have to take this step off the cliff. You have to trust that the, the next stepping stone is right there for you to catch you. You have to just keep going. And when you don't know, ask the questions. It's okay to not know all the answers. You don't have to have all the answers yet on how to do it. You just have to make the decision that you're going to do it. And then you will find out along the way how to do it. Just make sure that you know that if, you're, if your dreams don't scare you a little bit, then they're probably not big enough dreams. Just go ahead and do it, you guys. Just do the thing. Do what it is that you want to do. This is your one chance in this wonderful, beautiful life that we have. We're all here to live our best life in our second half of life. And you can't do it sitting on the sidelines. You have to get in the game. You have to tell yourself that you are worth it. Okay. Well, I think that that's about it for today's episode. My voice is getting worse as I've been talking. <laughs> so again, I do apologize for the nasally strange sounding voice today. I'm so grateful that you're here with me today. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I know that there's so many things you could be doing with your life, and I know that life is so busy, but that you spend any of your time here at Beautiful Second Act, it means the world to me. I really appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to join Beautiful Second Act Facebook group. Don't forget to join me on Instagram. Follow me there. And um, I'm going to be leaving all kinds of links in the show notes today to help you out if you've always aspired to be a published author. Okay, you guys, take care, and I will be talking to you next Tuesday. Cheers. Cheers.